Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We received a good word. Amen. We want to come back for the Lord. Hallelujah. We want to make a comeback tonight. Amen. Like a Samson, a comeback. Faith to come back to where we belong. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles to Genesis chapter 11 and the third verse. Genesis chapter 11 and the third verse. Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had bricks for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. Amen. And they said to one another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had there for mortar. Hallelujah. Tonight, if you want to title this word, the AM and PM of faith. Praise the Lord. The AM and PM of faith. We know in English language, AM is anti-meridium, which means before midday or post-meridium, which after midday. But in Bible, the AM and PM of faith means the AM of faith is the things you should have early in your life. And the PM of faith are the things that you should still have later in your life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know if it's going to turn into a message or turn into some chatting, but there are certain things God is going to put into my heart and I pray that it will amazingly Memorably bless your life. Amen. What are the first thing that you need early in your life? Ecclesiastes 12 and the first verse says, Ecclesiastes 12 and the first verse says, Remember now for your creator in the days of your youth, before the difficult days come and the years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. Remember now, Thy creator in the days of thy youth, early. While the evil days come out, not the years draw nigh when thou have say, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. So one of the things that you need to know early in life is to know the creator in the days of your youth. Hallelujah. When Solomon is writing, he only had the revelation of the creator. Who created Adam and Eve in his image and likeness. At the most, the Old Testament had the revelation of Jehovah Lord. The Lord God who created man and woman, male and female. The Lord God, the God of covenant. That's all that the Old Testament had revelation but when Paul wrote in Romans 8 15 he went on to say he's not just God he's not just the Lord but he is a daddy he's a father for God has not given you a spirit of bondage again to fear but a spirit of sonship to call him Abba Father. He has taken a step ahead and said, Jesus came 
to reveal not only the God, the Lord, but Jesus came to reveal the Father. So when we take the scripture, we don't say know the Creator in the days of your youth, but know the Father ah, in the days of our youth, before the evil tidings come. Early in your life, you have to know God as the Father. The aim of faith tells you that you need to know the God of the Father before evil tidings come. Evil tidings will come. But before that, you should be ready to face it. And how do you be face, ready to face it? Know your daddy. Oh, come on church. Evil tidings swarm. You'll be ready to face as a child of God before the evil tidings come. Bible says God has God given you a spirit of bondage again to fear but a spirit of sonship to call above father what is the evil tidings the bible speaks about it speaks about bondage bondages it's called the spirit of bondage what are evil tidings evil tidings are such when it comes that you don't realize it has come when it has come you don't realize that how damaging it is when it come you easily give it to it that's called the evil days you don't do anything to resist it that's why it's called the spirit of bondage what is the spirit of bondage spirit of bondage is that what Israelites had they became comfortable with bondage so Bible is saying before you become comfortable with bondage know your daddy and be ready to face Every bondage that the devil throws. Hallelujah. Early in life. Hallelujah. Look at a man. Early in life learned it. A man called Stephen. The Bible says he was full of faith. And full of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says they could not argue with him. I like that. I, I don't have the time to take all the qualities of Stephen. But one quality of Stephen, a young man who have known the Lord, full of the Holy Spirit, full of faith. In other words, he was not half empty. He was not a Sunday, Friday Christian. Only full on a Friday or a Sunday. He was full of faith every day. Full of the Holy Spirit every day. Praise the Lord. Full of revival every day. Full of love every day. There was not half love, half bitterness, half love, half unforgiveness. It was full class, full of the Holy Spirit. The devil could not enter, enter him with bondage. A young man. Isn't it amazing? The first martyr was a young man. Hallelujah. The first martyr for Jesus was a young man. And the quality is they could not argue with him in other words that they would throw five questions at Stephen he would not be shaken with those questions 
just imagine he was a young man. He would have, I, Stephen, why do you step out at a young age, man? What happened if you step out at a young man? Who will bring a marriage proposal for you? See, things are getting delayed. Things will delay in your life considering the situation that you are alone and we are a majority and you are a minority. Only you are preaching. All the rest of us are speaking against you. I mean, they are trying to send arguments into his ears. But they could not argue with him. Is the devil able to argue with you? The devil could not argue with you because... The Bible says he was man with so much of wisdom that their words were not enough to contradict or overcome him. Why? Because early in his life, he told himself, what a glorious God I served. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Early in his life, when he stepped out for the Lord, he told himself, argument is over. I'm not going to argue with me anymore. Nobody can argue with me. What a wonderful God I serve. Whatever comes, rain or ah, rain or hot, rain or heat, summer or winter, hallelujah, praise God, in season or out of season, I will follow the Lord. My prayers are answered or not my prayers are answered. I will still serve the living God. He could not he did not have an argument in himself. Only when you have argument in yourself, somebody can argue out. He was so clear of his faith inside of him. About his faith. He was clear. If I believe, me and my family shall be saved. He was so clear. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. That he was even willing to die for it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why when you don't have arguments inside of your heart, when you know a truth so clearly, you are even going willing to go to the extent to die for it. Nobody can keep you away from it. Nothing can change my stand. Hallelujah. He had a temporary, temporary setback. But nobody could take the eternal reward. Even Jesus stood up. Looking at this young man's faith. The only time Jesus stood up in heavens was to see a young man's faith. I mean, there are theological reasons why Jesus stood up. I'm not going to get into it. Hallelujah. He said, I'm not going to even change my stand. Even if I'm going to die young. Will you say that? You took a step of faith. You have not married. You don't have children. You, you have not seen any of your desires or dreams to pass. And God is saying, Stephen, your ministry is over here on earth. Come back. Not one complaint came out of his mouth. Because he said, I know the one who has called me. Amen. I ask myself, will I do it? Early in life, he was clear. He was decided that he would not deny the Lord for anything. Early in life, because he knew his father. He came to himself. He told himself. Now look at the contrast. 
to the prodigal son in the contrast early in life he did not tell himself what a great father and what a great house i am planted in praise the lord early in life he did not say what beautiful bread that is given for me to eat how oh, early in his life hallelujah he didn't tell himself hallelujah there's so much of bread in this house there is enough and more to spare for the servants he did not tell early in his life my father is so wealthy that he just have the best of things here on this house he did not tell early when you don't tell early in your life you will enter get into a famine Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He did not tell early. Look at the arguments that came. Look at the arguments that he entertained because of that. He did not have clarity of faith. He gave it to an independent thinking. He said, "Father, bring me my share." See, no clarity. Your share was only divided when the father dies. He he is in other words he's saying It's for me it's as good as my father's died. Give me my share. Independent thinking, misunderstanding of the father. Today the greatest block to your blessing is something called the misunderstanding. Everybody say misunderstand. When you have faith, you understand. Hebrews 11:1 says by faith we understand. Vishwasathalirikku manasilakkum നിനക്ക് മനസ്സിലാക്കാൻ പറ്റുന്നില്ലെങ്കിൽ നിന്റെ വിശ്വാസം എവിടെങ്ങാണ്ട് വിട്ടുപോയി ഇപ്പൊ ഒന്നും മനസ്സിലാകുന്നില്ല എല്ലാം മിസ്അണ്ടർസ്റ്റാൻഡിങ് തെറ്റായിട്ടാ എല്ലാം മനസ്സിലാകുന്നത് praise the lord if you understand the heavenly daddy you will have a good relationship with your earthly daddy whether how your earthly daddy treats you doesn't matter 1 samuel 30 says the father who deceived and rejected david he still took care of him in 1 samuel 30 hid him from the enemies you will have a good relationship irrespective you will good relationship with your spiritual father and if you don't have one with these fathers you will always find a block look at the older son all his life living with the father he had struggles isn't it amazing all his life living with him seeing day to day he had struggles because early in his life he did not teach himself the clarity about the reason why he is staying in the father's house he did not understand it it was just random because everybody says father father i also say father he is my father okay he did not understand the speciality the distinction about his father so is to so many people today they struggle with their natural father spiritual father because they don't understand the distinction they have having one natural father having one spiritual father early in life look at exodus chapter 17 and the 10th verse 
Exodus chapter 17 and the 10th verse. Early in life, Hur understood something. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. You know the story. As long as Moses' hands was lifted up, Joshua was defeating the Amalek. Joshua for a moment would have thought, Oh, I'm very skilled. I'm an amazing warrior. And suddenly, he looked and he's, he's getting defeated. And looked on the corner of his eye. Moses' hands are coming down. Early in life understood, you have to guard your spiritual fathers. Their intercession, their prayers in the gap can turn a defeat into a victory. A hellish situation into a breakthrough situation. It's important to guard your spiritual fathers. No name, no fame. Nobody in the Bible knows Hur. The only act that he did was to lift up Moses' hands when he got tired. Nothing else that he did do. Nobody saw it. But God saw it. And what did he do? In the 31st chapter. And the first verse. Hallelujah. What is it written there? And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, and the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. Yes. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of work, workmanship. Yes. To design artistic works, to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting jewels for setting, carving wood, and to work in all manner of workmanship. And indeed, I have appointed with him Ahuliab, the son of... That's enough. Bible is saying, Hur was not seen by anyone, but God saw him. And 31st chapter, the Bible is saying, when the construction of God's work came, God says, oh, 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 stop a minute. Here is the man I'm going to choose. Who is that? Bezalel. Bezalel, son of Hur, from the tribe of Judah. If you have lifted the hands of your spiritual father, if you have, hallelujah, just lifted him up, God will bless, hallelujah, your generation. Not only that, not only that, was, was in his hands gold, silver, bronze. Hallelujah. God made them spiritually wealthy. But with that, He made them materially wealthy. So many people are not walking in the blessings of wealth because they are blocked to this revelation. So many people are living poor and they have a problem with rich people. It's because they are not following what the rich people, once they were poor, followed. God's Desire is not that you live by lack. Praise God. 
see the amount of blessing because of one act. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Moses was weak. Today people would have either take advantage of their weakness, complain about their weakness, or take a stone and throw it in them in that weakness. Put them down. But Hur, hallelujah, was a man who lifted the hands of Moses. Whether it is your father who you honor, your natural, or your spiritual father you honor, never hurt people who are in the stature of fathers. God has placed over your life. Amen. To Samuel 21, 15 and 17. To Samuel, you see, David was tired to go into the battle. David was tired to go into the battle. And there's something powerful. The mighty men of David said, what is that? 2 Samuel but 21, 15 to 17. When the Philistines were at war again with Israel, David and his servants with him went down and fought against the Philistines, and David grew faint. Then Ishbi Benob, who was one of the sons of the giant, the weight of whose bronze spear was 300 shekels, who was bearing a new sword, thought he could kill David. But Abishai, the son of Zuriah, came to his aid and struck the Philistine and killed him. Then the men of David swore to him, saying, You shall go out no more with us to battle, lest you quench the lamp of Israel. Amen. Lest you quench the lamp of Israel. David was called the lamp of Israel, the one who brought clarity into the Israel. The one who shone, the one who led. Never quench the one who leads you. Praise the Lord. And they became the mighty men of David. Tonight, God is raising up Hurs, mighty men. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Early in life, understood these principles of fatherhood. Hallelujah. Honor the earth, heavenly father, but together with that, honor the earthly father. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at New Testament. In Acts 9 and 18, Paul's only spiritual father that Paul could have had was a man called Ananias. And only thing that he did was to lay his hands on Paul. And what happened? The Bible says something like scales immediately fell from him. There are certain scales that is between you and your destiny. It will take a spiritual fatherly hand on your head and immediately it will leave your life. Praise the Lord. One touch, one blessing. Hallelujah. Early in life, know your father, know your father's. Hallelujah. Number two, early in life, something called a word called flee. Learn to flee. Read 1 Timothy chapter 6 and the 11th word. (coughs) 
1 Timothy chapter 6 and the 11th verse but you o man of god flee these things and pursue righteousness godliness faith love patience gentleness but thou o man of god was he a man did he born a man did he born a man of god no 2 timothy 2:22 says what does it say 2 timothy 2:22 flee also youthful lust ah. but pursue righteousness faith love peace with those who call on the lord out of a pure heart yes what does 1 timothy 4:11 says these things command and teach let no one despise your youth ah. but be an example to the believers in word in conduct in love in spirit in faith in purity amen so he was not a man at the beginning he was a youth and early in his life paul is telling timothy you need to make sure that nobody looks down upon you because you are young early in life you need to understand that you need to flee from youthful lust early in life you need to know that you need to have a example you have to decide that my life is going to be an example i might not be perfect but i'm going to ask the holy spirit to help me to reach there praise the lord hallelujah amen hallelujah hallelujah in other words i am not the person i was yesterday i've gone few yards in front praise the lord I might not have become perfect but I'm not the person who was I was yesterday. There is some progress in my life. Hallelujah. Nobody is asking you for perfection but a little bit of progress. Man of God flee from a youth, a young man to a man of God. For that you need to have two things. One is for private life. 1 Timothy 4:11 speaks about developing a private life. Did you read that? Hallelujah. Early in life, you need to have a private life. Everybody say private life. What is that? 1 Timothy 4:11 says so. These things command and teach. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Amen. In speech. In speech. Look at a man called John. He was the youngest of the apostles. And look at how he starts his letter. In the beginning was God. So how should your speech be? Beginning should always be God. Always think God before you speak. Ah, come on. As a young man, always think about Jesus before you speak. That's how you shall be an example in speech. Say, so Jesus, then speak to your husband. Then you'll say, oh, sweetheart. Praise the Lord. You're planning to call him, you irritating Ba, ba, ba. Jesus, you sweetheart. Think about Jesus. First God, before you speak. 
Is it easy? You will avoid godless chatter. Because Bible says, you know how people depart. I, I see WhatsApp and I feel, oh my God, how much time we are wasting. All of us are culprits of godless chatter. Bible says in 1 Timothy 6, before ending, some by doing this have departed from faith. Because you chat and 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 you chat. You doubt and you doubt and you doubt and you become unbelieving and unbelieving and believe me. Oh, what the government is coming, what the government is doing, what the government is doing. One full Bible is about what God is there, what government is there. Governments have come and have gone. There is only one Jesus Christ who is still alive on the throne and everything will be all right. In speech, in conduct or in conversation. Look at John again. His conversation was what? In other words, his plans were what? See, your conversation reveals your plans, isn't it? You get up in the morning and say, hey, I'm going to the office. It's your plan. You're going to the office. Your conversation reveals your plans. What was John's plan? 1 John 4, 7 to 12. What was John's conversation was all about? Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Amen. Look at this plan. How many of you have a love plan? Praise God. How are your conversations all about love? To win people in love. To win the people who are lost in love. To show that we can love one another. Only a Christian can say that. Early in life, you should learn love in spite. I should have love in my heart. My private love is one of love. Hallelujah. My plans in my heart should be one of love, not one of hatred. Come on, church, tonight. Then my conversation will be based on that. How many of you have planned? Is our church planned on that? Out of speech, conduct, love, Look at John's heart, full of love, because he was always leaning on the breast of Jesus. He was always leaning on the breast. He was full of love. He understood the love of God. He would only want to understand the heart of God. Early in his life, what does God's heart say? I want to know the heartbeat of God. Come on, church. That I have gone out of the church tonight. Today, heartbeat of stock. Stock exchange, shares. I mean, and there's no problem with all that, but first listen to the heartbeat of Jesus. Otherwise, all these news will get you psyched out. 
in faith look at this faith steps through the fire through the oil look at his faith steps from young days learn i've gone through the water i've gone through the fire whatever it is i'm not going to take a step back come on church i'm going through delays endaka vannalum oru step njan poragotte edukkatilla praise the lord Look at the steps of John. He would have started taking short steps. Unlike Peter, giant steps. But he's one man who never took a step back. From young days, I'm not expecting you to take giant steps. If you can, praise God. But never take a step back. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Look at John's life in faith, in purity, and in spirit. Look at John. He had a youngest of the apostles, but the holiest. Look at his life, a holy life, dedicated life. Great man of God, Jensen Franklin said once, when I was young, I've decided one thing, that I will have only one girl there will be only one lips that i will kiss there will be the lips of my wife there will be only one woman i sleep with there will be a god that i will serve and i will never turn back for young days i dedicated my life holy and consecrated unto god from young days i've decided that i live a holy life i live a holy life from young days Praise the Lord. That's why 2 Timothy, Paul is saying, learn from your young days, infant days, holy scriptures will make the wise. Praise the Lord. David said, Psalm 119.11, I've told the people to buy heart it again. I have treasured your word in my heart that I will not sin against thee. Treasure it. Your heart should be a treasure box for God's word. So private life. Young, have a private life. Now when you go to 1 Timothy 6.11, it speaks about your public life. From very young, you should have a public life. 1 Timothy 6 and 11th verse. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness. Pursue righteousness. Yes. Godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Amen. You should have a public life. Everybody say public life. in the am of your faith also has a public life oh my relationship is god god outside nothing inside you are saying you are an angel outside everything other than an angel it can't have should have a public life i'm a man of god i'm a pastor i'm a great close outside if i can't have any of these things it's waste public life of righteousness which means not always falling and getting up always falling getting up yes getting up to get up come on that is righteousness too getting up to get down in between if i fall down it's okay i'll get up but getting up to get up pavathi nedunekkudathu ezhunetti nikkana praise the lord adha needigarano nu parayune the power of righteousness oh righteousness falls down so it, no Yeah, if he falls down, he'll get up. It's okay. That's automatic reaction of a righteous man. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Because the Holy Spirit is inside. Automatic reaction is fall down, I'll get up. But I don't get up to fall down. I get up to stand. Praise the Lord. Public life. You should be a person. We're not always going up, getting up, going up. Should have a life that shows if I trust in this Jesus, I get get up. I'm a getter. Praise the Lord. Have a good testimony. Godliness. How many of you people have seen your relationship with Jesus and said, My God, you're so close to God. How many of your friends, you're so close to God? The message translation called us a wonder life. Wonder life. People will just wonder, oh my God, how this person can just speak to the Holy Spirit? Wonder life. Faith, your confidence comes from the word business. Confidence. Love. Public life should have a love. In this case, it is not just the love inside, full of love inside. It's the love in spite. And as example, in spite of being my enemy, in spite of grudge against me, in spite of everything that you're speaking, I still love you. Praise God. That kind of love, Sargati in the Praise the Lord. Here we are looking for claps. Our preaching and our teaching and all won't no clap. But when you love somebody, ah, come on. In spite of their wrongdoings, there is a clap from heaven. Ah, praise the Lord. When they least deserve it, that love, that's your example. Endurance, not complaining. Things are getting a little delayed. Things are not moving according to the pace I want to. Endure it, not complaining, not challenging God, not testing God, but saying, Lord, I still believe. Praise the Lord. People should see your endurance. So many people believe in their God for quick things to happen. We are not like that. Even things delay. We will say, Lord, I will be still faithful to that little that you have given. I know that you will make it increase to more. But still faithful. And let me tell you an irony. This public life starts at your home. It starts at your doorsteps. Don't have a public life without having a testimony at your doorsteps. What are you at your house? Praise the Lord. Amen. Early in your life, one more thing. Lamentations chapter 3, 26 to 27. Early, the aim of your life early in life. Lamentations 3, 26 and 27. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke in his youth. Amen. Two things starts early in life. One is, it is good for a man to wait on the Lord. Everybody say, wait on the Lord. Number two, it's good for a man to carry the yoke while you are young. Look at a man called Elijah. In Brook Chiriath. He stepped out for the Lord. He's asking for provision. Waiting on the Lord. For provision. Elijah is a young man. Have learned to wait on the Lord. Even when 
God takes him to the unknown. Let me tell you, if God is taking to the unknown, there is nothing to be scared. God is telling that to somebody tonight. Praise the Lord. He's in the unknown in Brooksuria, a place has never been before. But he waited on the Lord. And what did God send him? A raven. A raven, why? Praise the Lord. According to the Old Testament, he has learned that you should have nothing to do with a bird. Raven, you should not even touch it. Why? Because it was an unclean animal. Praise God. But God sometimes asks you to carry the yoke while you are young. He'll take you to tough places. He'll ask you to do tough things. It is to teach you. He did not want to do it. His spirituality did not allow him to have a raven experience. But God said, oh, do it. But he learned to break the pride in himself. You cannot pray for a rain before you break the pride in yourself. You cannot release, receive a blessing from above till the pride is broken. You cannot minister a rain before the rain come into your heart first. He had to die to his opinions. He had to die to his spirituality before God sent a rain. It's called a raven experience. Praise the Lord. Peter's spirituality was not to touch any animals that was unclean. God said, don't call unclean what I call clean. Kill it and eat it. Because unless Peter would die to his pride, he could not bring a revival into Cornelio's house. You want a revival? Break the pride. Die to your opinions. Die to what you think is right. Oh, I heard God told me like that. God said, I didn't say that. Die when man of God tells you to do something. Do it. To see. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There were times in my life the servant of the Lord told me so many things that I thought it was not wrong in doing it but instant obedience. And I sent afterward was a rain that visited me. Because you have to break the pride. It is good to carry the yoke. It is good to listen while you are young. Listen to somebody before you make a decision. Listen to somebody against your will. Amen. And number two, the AM of your faith. What you should have still at the BM of your life. At the still. The lack of time. I give you some scriptures. The PM of faith are the things that you should still have later in your life. Caleb in Joshua 14, 11, at the PM of his life, later he said, I'm still strong to take over my mountains. 
നീ മടുത്തു പോകരുത് ഡോണ്ട് ബി ഡിസ്കറേജ് ഈവൻ അറ്റ് ദി എൻഡ് ഓഫ് യുവർ ലൈഫ് ഡോണ്ട് ബി ടയർഡ് സേ ഐ സ്റ്റിൽ ലുക്ക് അറ്റ് റണാട് ബോങ്കെ സ്റ്റെപ്ഡ് ഔട്ട് അറ്റ് ദി ഏജ് ഓഫ് 70 അറ്റ് 77 ഹി കേം ഔട്ട് ഓഫ് എ കാൻസർ ഇംപാർട്ടഡ് ദി ബ്ലെസ്സിംഗ് അറ്റ് നൈജീരിയ ഹി ഹാഡ് ഹിസ് ലാസ്റ്റ് പബ്ലിക് ക്രൂസേഡ് അറ്റ് 77 ഇയേഴ്സ് സ്പോക്ക് ദി വേർഡ് ഓഫ് ഗോഡ് വിത്ത് ദി സെയിം ഫയർ that he had at the 17 hallelujah praise the lord he preached for 60 years hallelujah praise god his fire did not go his strength did not go one cancer could not take his strength hallelujah he still spoke the words of life hallelujah even at the end of your life be strong for the lord to take over mountains i see men of god at the end of their lives full of fear full of complaints praise the lord full of doubts and sarcasm i pray that i will never be in that and this is what this talk will guarantee that at the pm of your life let me tell you my brother this will guarantee that you will still be strong at the pm of your life hallelujah look at abraham at the crucial time of his life in genesis 22:1 the pm speaks about the crucial times of your life the bible says early in the morning he took isaac and took him to the mountains even at the pm of your life be obedient unto god you should be obedient from the beginning to the end he was still obedient in crucial times he did not ask sarah for consultation counsel oh mole sarah kutti onnu prarthichu nokkikedi nu paranjilla he knew he heard god hallelujah rampa koro montelem escoro mas at the pm of his life the crucial times he was still obeying god but it's a crucial time or even at the latter part of your life let me tell you one thing you cannot afford to lose is your instant obedience unto god that's what we have to pray as a church even as we are coming to the latter end of this year lord help us to obey you praise the lord praise the lord the pm of your life in deuteronomy 34:7 what does that bible says deuteronomy 34 and the seventh verse Moses was 120 years old when he died his eyes were not dim nor his natural vigor abated his eyes did not fade even at the end of his life Moses had a vision of the promised land praise the lord he had a vision for generations his vision did not lose he did not say oh now we little and holiness a little flirting today i'm amazed that when people become old they become like teenagers why they did not tell themselves that when i become old also i should keep my life they did not tell themselves that when as a man that i become old 
my wife would be older than me she might not have young instincts i still have not tell himself solomon at the pm of his life listen to the women he went after the women and other gods because he did not tell that when you become old if your eyes is not good enough i will not yet my names written on the heroes of faith the wisest man's name was omitted in hebrews 11 because at the pm of his life he forfeited his wisdom for foreign women you should be holy when you are young you should be holy when you are old you should be have a vision only if you have a vision you'll keep yourself look at 2 timothy 4:7 about paul at the pm of his life what did he say i will fight the good fight he had a fighting spirit ah! even at the pm of his life he had a fighting spirit not to fight against each other some people am or pm or midday adalla adi undakana oru adi alla malak undakan kaaranam kandupidichirikkya adalla not that fighting fighting against the powers of darkness fighting for the battle of faith still believing oh rampa karabasi let the spirit of unbelief leave tonight in the name of the evil spirit of unbelief hardened hearted hardened be gone hallelujah heart becomes hallelujah pliable again jesus name hallelujah look at joshua in 13:1 what a fighting spirit he become old but the word pastor gave us in the beginning of the year he said not yet but yet more praise the lord the pm of his life he said there is still promises to get it hallelujah i end up with this verse that we have started genesis 13:11 genesis sorry 11 genesis 11 and the third verse yeah then they said to one another come let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly they had bricks for stone and they had asphalt for mortar amen look at babel the biggest moment of their lives the biggest success is about to happen the biggest breakthrough is about to be invented on earth they are about to do something no man has ever done it is to build something closer to heaven and god said it was possible what did they do they kept jesus away yeshuvine maati nirthi they kept jesus away and they put brick instead of stone they said let things be under my control ഞാൻ വിചാരിക്കുന്ന പോലെ നിന്റെ ജീവിതത്തിൽ വലിയ വിടുതൽ കർത്താവ് വലിയ വിടുന്ന സമയമാകുമ്പോ പറയരുത് 
കർത്താവിനെ മാറ്റി നിർത്തി പറയില്ലേ ഞാൻ വിചാരിക്കുന്ന പോലെ വലിയ ബ്രേക്ക് ത്രൂ പടക്കോ എന്ന് പറഞ്ഞ താഴെ വീണു anything that i do without christ will come down the way it goes up will be the way it comes down early in your life you should tell yourself i should not do anything without asking god they should have asked once to god should we use brick or should we use stone babel comes from the word babylon bondage it was where akan once said let me take the babylonian government he avoided god in his decision never avoid god in your decisions it was his downfall it was his family's downfall the false church is called the great babylon let us as a church never tries to become great without jesus because revelations ends with this great babylon has fallen great babylon has fallen the apostate church the adulterous church has fallen this morning this evening as we are coming to an end of 2017 let us not forget this lesson on the am and the pm of faith in our lives let's close our eyes and pray